yesterday was all about. January the 22nd. No, it was my wife's birthday, so I just want you to wait. Yeah, no, it was Roe versus Wade's anniversary. And, you know, there's, a, there's, I think, a stronger move. All I'm saying today is we need to pray for our leaders stronger than we've ever prayed for them before. We, we need to pray for the leadership that God will indeed lead them, guide them, and direct them. I think it's important to remember that all life is sacred. I watched behind a glass wall, scared, helpless, but awakened, staring right at the hard truth, but hardly recognizing it at first. Truth had been buried beneath busy days, set aside with each passing year, then forgotten beneath useless ambitions. What was this truth? Life is sacred. I had missed the great calling from God that life must be protected, cherished, revered. No matter how old, no matter how young, no matter how foreign or desperate or different or defenseless, life was what God cared about. Life was the gift that he freely gave. Life was why he came and why he died. How could I have forgotten? Now I see its sacred beauty the glory of the Father that shines bright through innocent eyes, the mercy of the Father that reaches out to us through desperate hands, the grace of the Father that pours into us and out of us, the love of the Father that beckons us not to just look, but see, not just breathe, but inhale in that way we live life abundantly, protect it reverently, and cherish it deeply in his name. Amen. Would you just, for a moment, can we pray together one more time? Lord, I thank you that you're in control, that you're doing the leading and guiding, even though many times, as we know, it doesn't seem like anything's happening, that you're not in control. But that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. Because we don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. And we know that you are at work, and we know that every leader is in the palm of your hand. And I just pray that God, your love, your hand, your touch, be manifested over this time in our life, that life being sacred, life itself being conceived, that life itself would be a focus of a heart that is love, and that you would guide our leadership, convict our leadership. I pray that you would open the eyes of understanding to our leadership. And I pray that the weapon that's been formed 
will not prevail. And that your word, your truth, your heart would literally overturn what has cost so many lives at these points. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, let not only this situation be turned around, but let our country be turned around as well. Let it be a country that not only is under God, but is going after God as well. Send revival to this land. Renew us, heal us, forgive us. Bless this country once again, I pray, in ways that it is undoubtable that you are the living God. I pray, Lord, for our world situation with war looming over us even at this point where things seem uncertain and unsure teach us to keep our eyes fixed on the author and perfecter of our faith Lord I pray again that you would guide direct that you would open up eyes that you would cause thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. How, how many here this morning are thankful that God's forgiven you? I mean, turn to your neighbor and smile at them for a second. I mean, that might be too long for you, but that's okay. Anybody thankful for the grace of God here today? Huh? I mean, honestly, the Bible says that there is therefore now, what? No condemnation to those who are in Christ. We, we, we hear a lot about, you know, our, our current culture, about going back and changing our history. I don't know where you fall on that, but to me it's one of the most ridiculous things that people have ever tried to do in my book. I mean, whether your history is something good that you're proud of or your history is something you're not so proud of, God takes a bad history and he turns a bad history into a great future. Amen? Don't, you don't try to deny that you were wrong, or, or, or you just say, thank you, God, for what you've done in my life. I'm thinking of an old hymn. Of course, as I'm thinking about it, I'm finding myself unable to remember all the words. <laughs> but here, here's the thing. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we are rejoicing, we are celebrating in it. Can somebody say amen? Amen. How many are, are, are just cold? You're, you're, you need the heat turned up. How many are too hot? You need the air turned down. How many just woke up 20 minutes ago? Yeah. But let me just say this. We, we started a series last week on Mind Invaders 2.0. 
If I was to put a subtitle on this for you, this, this 2.0, it would be winning the war of your mind. Winning the war of your mind. Say that with me. Winning the war of your mind. I want to ask you today as we get into this to, to, to sort of lean in, okay? Can lean in today and, and just allow me to give you some weapons with which you can fight against the enemy in your mind. And, and, and that means, really, I, I'm going to need your help. But it means there will be elements of this message that the only takeaway is the one that you're going to grab hold of. The one that you maybe write down or the one that you take note of. The one, the one basically that you internalize. That, that's the key. So I want us to learn together this morning. And, and I want to share some things, and I'm going to get into some teaching in the beginning before I get into the meat of what I want to get into. But mind invaders, in case you were not with us here last week, mind invaders are the negative invaders of the mind. The negative invaders of the mind. Now these, 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 these invaders will come into our mind in a, in a moment's, moment's notice. They come to lie to you. They come to steal your joy. They come to rob you of your peace. They come to take away God's plan and destiny for your life. And they come not only to destroy you, but your legacy as well. That, that's why when we, we talk about mind invaders and winning the war in our mind, we don't play games about this. For me, it's a very serious topic that's biblical all the way through because we realize that this is not a game friend it's not something we just simply pass by oh yeah that's a great idea no it's it's life and it's death so as we learn and as we talk I want, I want to encourage you this morning to use the sheets to take notes to get ready and let's do some arming up kind of exercises, because I want you to, 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 when you leave this place this morning, when this message is over, I'm hoping you leave more equipped than when you came in here this morning. So uh, let's go to the, 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 the text uh, of, of what we've been using for this Mind Invaders 2.0. <coughs> Excuse me. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does the weapons we fight we fight we say say those two words with me we fight well the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world on the contrary they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension or assumption that sets itself up against the truth or the knowledge of God. Now this last part summarizes everything that we've said here so far. And it says we take captive. All that stuff. All that we take all of it and we bring every thought to make it obedient to Christ. 
We take captive every thought, all that stuff, and we make it obedient to Christ. Let me quickly remind you that the biggest battle of your life is the battle of your mind. Oh, yes, it is. And, and what we have Paul saying here is that we need weapons in which to fight. And I want to give you a powerful weapon here this morning. But before I do that, I want to explain to you some of what the Bible and bring that together with something called science and what it teaches us about the human brain, okay? Look at your neighbor. Are they ready to learn about the human brain? <laughs> this could be very dangerous for some. But imagine for a second, okay, that you're driving down the road and you're coming up on an intersection, right? And as you approach the intersection, you see a red light. And your brain immediately thinks what? It thinks. Stop. Okay? And a whole lot quicker than you just said it. Okay? But, but when your brain says stop, right? Your right foot that's been on the gas moves over and moves to the left to find the brake and presses on the brake. But when you see a green light, your brain immediately says what? Go. And your right, your, your, your foot that, that is over here on the left now moves right to press the gas. You don't have to tell it to move right. And, 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 and you don't have to Wait for it to move right. The information travels uh, uh, from the eyes, the brain, to the body. See, here, here's the thing. And that is that the word stronghold that you just saw in, in what the verse, the reference there, is, is, a neg is, is a negative pattern of thinking that is ingrained in you. And what the Bible what the Bible calls a stronghold. In science, what it's called is a neural pathway. A neural pathway in your mind. A neural pathway. So understand the illustration of the foot with the gas to the brake and from the brake to the gas. Because your mind has been trained to associate green with go and red with stop to send a signal that causes your body to respond automatically. And, 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 and the response is completely different to those two colors at the intersection. Most people, okay, they, you, we just don't leave home worried about whether or not we're going to be able to perform that. You just kind of know. You're, you're confident, right? You're good. You, you don't even think about it. It's at a subconscious level. Why? Because the neural pathway is like a path that you have walked, you've walked on over and over and over and over and over again. It's like that path between your back door to the garage. It's just been worn out. You can tell where it's been walked. It's a pathway. 
you've walked it over and over and over again. You, you go out to the woods and, and you look for a path in the trail because it's easier to walk on when you find a trail. Why? Because it's been traveled on over and over and over again. That's why, and, and, and understand, that's what a neural pathway is. It is a place where you have traveled in your brain since, let's say, you were a kid, over and over and over again. It could have been maybe something later in life, that's, that's true, but the point is that wherever it began, it's been traveled over and over again. That's the idea of a neural pathway. So let me just kind of get into this a little bit better. I, I want to throw some words at you right now, okay? And I want you to consider... You don't have to do it. I, I, I mean, what I'm talking about, you don't have to say it. But what I want you to do is to consider the word. And does the word cause a thumbs up for you or a thumbs down or maybe just a, 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 a neutral feeling when you hear it? Okay, you ready? Okay, let's, let's start with something basic. Morning. Yeah, some people are going, yeah, other people, <laughs> job, workout, Bible reading. Don't be trying to be all holy on me now in church, okay? Just prayer, dad. Husband, wife, kids, your kids, snow. Yeah. I, I, I hope you see what, you know, what's going on when I say a word. The point is that I want you to be aware of how your brain kind of is directing you on a path that you can either accept or you can change. How about one more? Church. I say that to all who are watching online who have not come this morning because you, you, and never mind, never mind. We're here, we're here, we're here for you. Uh, I'm in trouble no matter what I do. But the pathway of your mind, that your mind continues to travel, travels on it over and over again. And, and what it's done is, is it creates grooves, actual grooves on your physical brain. Over the, for example, the past several years, our minds have told us danger, danger danger and 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 it's not good out there and 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 now and don't get me wrong I'm not talking about a person whether they're good or bad we're dealing with neural pathways that are about a year and a half two years old so what we need to understand is anything that you've traveled very long science shows us and tells us under a microscope is that this pathway is so real that it creates Actual grooves on your physical brain. Actual paths. Physical. 
it, it, it cuts into your brain tissue, literally. I like what the Bible says in Romans 12. Do not, be con do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed how? By the renewing of your mind. Now, I'm sure you've heard this verse many times before, but don't ever take a verse and stop looking at it and stop pondering on it because this scripture is referring to what science calls neuroplasty. That simply means that the potential of your mind is to change its pathway of thoughts. The potential of your mind is to change the pathway of thought. Now, so, so when, when Paul says, when Paul says, don't be conformed to a pathway that's not benefiting you, helping you, bringing you along in God's will for your life, don't be conformed to the pathway. Rather, he's saying, be renewed. And the beautiful thing about neuroplasty is, is only about, well, it's, it's not that old. It's only about 25 years, 20 years ago that science discovered that we always thought that, for example, when you were a kid, you had what we would call a soft brain. In other words, you were able to learn, learn all this stuff. And by eight years of age, you'd learn everything you're going to learn, and you're going to add to that and on that and this, that, and everything else. So, you know, that when you were young, you were able to learn that way. But when you get old, eh, forget it. Thus, you can't teach an old dog new tricks kind of thing. But science has proven that wrong. As long as you are breathing. Would you mind checking to see the person next to you is doing that? As long as you are breathing, you can change your mind. And friends, like we said, when you change your mind, you change your life. Now. Again, this is why Paul is saying, by creating a new pathway, you're transformed. By the renewing of your mind, creating a new pathway, you're transformed. So he's saying this is not some spiritual jargon, okay? This is, this is real stuff. This is not just a good idea where I look and say, oh, okay, I've got to renew my mind. That means I've got to... Read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible, you know, try to do something. No, this is real stuff. It's called a change of mind that changes our life. I, I love it because when you read your Bible, friend, it's actually ahead of science, amen? I mean, science comes along and oftentimes confirms what the Bible has written thousands of years ago. But I want to give you some hope today to somebody anyways a word that became popular about a year, year and a half ago or so was this word called triggered. Take a look at it, triggered. You know, in other words, something just set you off. It triggered you. <laughs> it's something that everyone deals with, you know, at one point or in one way or another. Here's my point. The good news is that God wants to see you transformed, not triggered. I'll say it again. If you are willing to put the effort in, you can change your mind. And one of the things that we have to be careful of is that when we are triggered, I don't care whatever that trigger is, 
You have to be careful not to justify it. We have to be careful not to use it as, as an excuse. You know what I mean? Well, sir, you just yelled at your children in a way that's not really healthy for your children. And, and, then, and then you go, yeah, well, but they triggered me. If you had been raised like I'd been raised, if you'd gone through what I'd gone, bop, 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 you know. All you're doing is explaining something that is hurting you, hurting your family, rather than saying, I, I repent of that like the Bible teaches us. And start working on it so that it, 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 we could be transformed. You don't, you don't always have to go to something in your explanation column, okay? And put a uh, pull a file out and explain to you that you know think to somebody that your mind is hurting you and it needs to be changed. How many have ever you know known a kid and they're beginning to learn their multiplications and their additions and so as they're learning them, you say to them, "Okay, Johnny, what's two plus two? Four. Okay, what's four plus four? Eight. Then you get a little bold and you say, okay, Johnny, what's 23 plus 23? And, you know, what's going on is it's just taking longer. They're putting it together in their head. I know some of you were just struggling with that amount too. What's 23 plus 23? But their neural paths have not been traveled as much in that area. So, you know, it, it's something called repetitive. It's, it's why you want to get repeat going on your mind concerning the things of God. And, and then they get a little older, and I, I love doing this with, with Noah. Noah. Noah is one of these guys that like to come up during the worship service. And, you know, it, he just he loves to worship with the house. And it's amazing how many songs that kid already knows. I mean, he's, he's, he's into... Praise and he's into worship and he's into these old hymns too. It's weird. He loves to listen to Elvis sing on a hill far away. You know, it's it's strange. But he loves coming to church service at, and, and, and at the beginning, you know, and singing with the worship service with everything he's got in him. He just loves to do that. And and you know, I'll be with him and I'll start a song and Starts singing it, and he begins to sing along, and then I drop out because I can't remember the words, and he just knows them all. What's happening, and I want you to see this, his neural pathways are being formed into positives with declarations of faith, courage, and the goodness of God. In life, our children are going to have problems. They're going to have struggles and they're going to have confusion, and they're going to have trouble, and I want, you, I want to tell you that they need the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God is what demolishes arguments in strongholds and pretensions and mind invaders. Don't be making God's knowledge secondary. Hello? Find a way. I mean, please, have fun with it. But get your kids traveling on a neural pathway that, that are confirming the goodnesses of God. 
They're, they're memorizing scripture. They're shouting out completions of Bible verses. Get, get worship at, at, in your home. Crank it up on Alexa or something. Why? Because that lives on and on and on and on. Want me to prove it? The B-I-B-L-E. Yeah, I wonder where you learned. Did you learn that when you turned 18? Jesus loves me, this I know. Ooh, that sounded rough. I mean, uh, yeah. But that's my point. It lives on and on and on. But the opposite's also true. And friend, I'm, I'm talking to you today about mind invaders. And whether or not you like it or whether or not you know it, mind invaders are transferable. Say that with me. Mind invaders are transferable. If you're not careful, you're going to pass on your fear to your children. You will pass on your anxiety, your negativity. You will not even know you're doing it, and you'll be passing it on. And when they start saying it, you start scolding them. Wait a minute. They got it from you. I mean, we have to understand the power of how a mind invader gets into the human mind, and then when it is, has, has, has its way, it's transferred over to those who are listening. So let me just take a few minutes here and give you a weapon here this morning. It is the weapon of the acronym of faith, F-A-I-T-H. And uh, I'm just going to tell it to you the straight, straight way it is. I'm not going to spend a long time on this, but if you don't like where your mind is at, and you ask God, God, you know, increase my faith, and you want that in your life, I want to give you this here this morning. It's simple enough for all of us to learn. It's simple enough to write it down and to paste it all over the place. But, 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 but the end result is use this acronym of faith in areas of your life, where, 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 whatever you're facing. So let me jump right into this and follow along with me. F stands for focus. All the positive. Focus on all the positive. Focus. Matthew 6, 22 says, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. Let's face it. Everything in life has positives and it has negatives. By focusing on the positives, you're teaching your brain to notice and to see and to dwell on the good. Hello? Well, uh, by focusing on the positives, what are you looking at? You're training your brain to notice them, to see them, to dwell on the good. Whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are pure. We've talked about this. Let's go on. A stands for affirm yourself. I love what Joel says there. Let the weak say what? 
I am strong. <laughs> he doesn't say, like, the, let, let, let the weak admit it. You know, I, I believe in transparency and honesty just like the next guy. But there is a time when the neural pathway has to be changed. And when that is the season of your life, you, you can't keep say, saying your fear, which is what a lot of believers end up doing. They just keep talking about their fear. Talk, you can't keep talking about how you feel. You, you can't keep saying, I'm just so weak, I can't do it. You have to begin to have a new language that directs your thoughts down through a new neural pathway. I love what Paul says. What? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So every time a person has a negative view of themselves, you can be sure that that is coming from what we call their own inner critic, which is fed lies by the enemy who comes to kill and to steal and to destroy. And to win this battle, you have to affirm yourself, which scripturally speaking is a form of faith. You have to say things like, I'm created in the image of God. I am an image bearer. I am a divine design. I am powerful. I have purpose. I am an overcomer. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Can somebody say that? See, here's the thing. If you're not affirming yourself, who is? The I stands for image of God doing something good. Psalm 27 says, I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. Faith is seeing something. In other words, it is imagining something that is not as though it were. God gave you your imagination. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and tell that. Tell them, God gave you imagination. But listen to me carefully. Listen to me very carefully. He didn't give you your imagination to stoke the fires of work. He didn't give you your imagination so you could think about all the bad things that could happen. He gave it to you to imagine through faith something good. To imagine what it looks like when the problem is solved. To imagine yourself well and healthy and strong again. To imagine your, your prodigal son or daughter Coming home to Christ. <laughs> you know, you got Eastern religion. And, and, you know, a lot of popular people have gone down this road before. But Eastern religion teaches us to meditate on emptying our mind. To a lot of people, the Bible says, emptying your mind. Christian meditation, which, by the way, I want to say is biblical, the word meditate is a Bible word. 
But don't let people steal that from you, please. Just Christian meditation is about filling your mind, not emptying your mind. It's about creating new and better neural pathways, filling your mind with thoughts that are based on God's Word, with the Psalms that, 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 that honor and worship God. Fill your mind. Fill your mind. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, fill your mind. You good-looking thing, you. you. You might say, well, you know, Pastor, what about, what about yeah, that old habit? Can I tell you that that will take care of itself when you fill your mind with good things? Your mind will automatically begin to travel on a new pathway. T is trusting God in everything. Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on what? Elevate, 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 elevate. Trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord. <coughs> Excuse me, trust in the Lord. Make this your confession. Regardless of the circumstances, Refuse to give in when, when, when things, when life is hard. When your brain is trying to travel that, that, that old road. You know, God doesn't know. God doesn't care. God doesn't know what, what I'm going through. You, you don't know what I'm going through. Sulking. Self-pity. Don't allow yourself. When you see yourself going there, pull back, friend. Rein it in and, and fill your mind with lots of trust, even if it's just this one line. Get hold of it and, and say it over and over and over again. I will trust the Lord with all my heart. I will trust the Lord with all my heart. I will trust the Lord with all my heart. I will trust the Lord with all my heart. Look in the mirror. For, that, 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 for some, that's going to be the hardest thing to do. But look the mirror and talk to yourself. I will trust in the Lord with all my heart. God has something good in all of this. And in all things, God is working for our good. In all things. Can two people say amen? I hope you see what I'm doing here, I really do. And the, and the last one is, is H, which stands for hope for the best. Hebrews 11, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. I need an hour on that one. <laughs> the number one benefit of faith, I don't have it on the screen, I need you to listen to this one. The number one benefit of faith is that it doesn't share space with negative invaders of the mind. It doesn't share space. We need faith. Make it yours. What I'm asking you today is, 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 is to memorize. Sort of giving you a little bit more homework like I did last week when I gave you the first weapon. This is a weapon that will help you. How many know we, we, get, we get on the wrong path really easy, right? 
and, and you know, I, I got off the, the, the right path this past year, and I've seen others do the same thing. But see, here's the thing. We know inside of us that that's just not who we are. The mind starts going here, but the heart starts going, no, 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 no. Our mind is saying one thing, and our heart is crying out another. It's, it's, you know, it, it, as it tries to pull me back, my heart tells me, no, that, that's not the path. That's not the path of God. Otherwise, it's going to produce pain in my life, my marriage, my future. The enemy will use it to destroy us, but be led by your heart. This is where you're alive. It's not who you are with what your, what your head is thinking. It's not who you are. This is different inside. It's been made alive. That's why it continues to grow. No, no, no. You know, I'd be lying if I told you this past year was kind of difficult in some ways. Uh, you know, I, I'd preach what God was telling me to preach, and yet I'd be hit with a lot of critics saying, you know, you should be preaching that, you've been doing that. And, and, and I would get all these emails, and I'd hear the comments, and, you know, I'd stand behind the door and go, ow, man, that, that hurts. But then something would rise up, and still does inside of me. And it reminds me, it's not the critic who counts. There is a path that seems right unto man, but the end thereof is destruction. Don't worry about that. Don't fall into that. Don't fight like the world fights. Stay on the path. Keep speaking the word of God. Keep working on you. Reel it in. Pull it back. Be led by the heart. And know that when faith increases, doubt decreases. Say it again. When faith increases, doubt decreases. Listen, friend. Faith will not share room with negative invaders of the mind. Faith will not share room with negative invaders of the mind. When faith walks in the room, worry walks out of the room. Amen, Pastor. I almost heard you. When faith walks into the room, Worry walks out of the room. When faith stands up, sadness, despair, fear walks out the door. Somebody shout faith. Amen. Faith. Let me just give it to you again. Focus on the positive. Affirm yourself. Imagine God doing something good. Trust in everything for the best. Say it with me together. Focus on the positive. Affirm yourself. Imagine God doing something good. Trust God in everything. Hope for the best. Can somebody say amen to that this morning? Stand with me this morning. Stop, 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 stop.
to destroy you. He doesn't do that with weapons like we call weapons. He won't come with some big announcement, some billboard put up there, some sirens blaring in the back. He doesn't know. He will enter in a subtle way in the precepts of your own mind. And one day at a time, he will steal your life wrong ideas wrong thoughts and then you do what we call self-destruct while the enemy has planted seeds of thought and direction maybe it was even transferred to you my point is he wants to destroy you but God wants to strengthen you he wants to destroy you but God wants to strengthen your enemy wants you to be defeated, but God wants you to overcome. I want to tell you today, you matter, friend. Your life matters. And every positive choice that you make impacts not just you, but the people who are in your life right now and the people who are coming into your life in the future. Your decision. When you make a positive choice, you are literally helping not just yourself, but you are helping people around you, and you are setting the course for generations to come in your own life and legacy. I want to invite you today, if you're a person that's not surrendered to God, if your life is not surrendered to the ways of God, thoughts of God. You're a person who has just been pretty much self-governing themselves. And maybe you've hesitated in the past. Maybe you thought you weren't good enough. Whatever the barrier might be, I want to invite you to make this day a day of new beginnings. I believe God is drawing us right now and that this is for those 
this is your day of salvation. This is your day of new beginnings. And I'm asking you to just pray this prayer with me. If that's you this morning, and God's stirring something in your heart, even though your mind is like, uh, negative, in your heart, if you'll yield to this, pray this prayer with me. Pray this prayer with the rest. As a house, as a church, let's pray together. Jesus, welcome to my world. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my life and make me a new person. I receive you now. I receive you as my leader, as my Lord. And today, I boldly declare, I'll never be the same again. That I am saved by grace. I am saved by grace. I am a child of God. And I have hope for the future. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, ah, somebody give him praise this morning. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, there's a little question that comes up and says, what's next? What's next? Friend, there's so much that God wants to do and show. And if you're here this morning and you prayed that prayer, you're here this morning and you said yes, then you need to tell somebody. You need to let them know. You need to take a step that you've never taken before and put an action to the choice. There's so many things we want to share with you. And this morning, if that's you, I want to invite you to find a place up here. That there's some people. Matter of fact, let me just make it a little bit different. Brother Terry, would you just raise your hand? He's in the back. He's up against the wall. He's assuming the position. But he wants to be able to share with you some stuff. If you said yes to him this morning, you prayed that prayer with us. This is a day of new beginnings for you. Tell him. Because he's going to want to love on you and pray for you. This morning, I understand the weather outside. There's something on your mind. But I also understand our responsibilities. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they're mighty in God pulling down strongholds. Can somebody say amen? Can we give God praise one more time? Amen.